0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Father, we ask that you send us your word again this morning. Let us hear your voice. Let us understand your will and the things you are communicating with us. Not only help us to hear, help us to be doers of the things we are hearing. We give you the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Let me start my teaching or exhortation or preaching this morning by asking you this simple question. Are you tired or are you weary of protocols? Are you tired? I mean, I, I saw the need to ask that question. I went to an event this week and everybody there, no mask on, no social distancing, no washing of hands, Like some of you are not putting on your mask now. Please put on your mask, (laughs) like we said. Even if you want to breathe briefly because you're uncomfortable, just put it under your nose for a minute or so, then put it back up. Are you tired of protocols? Now, that's a human reaction. After one month, two months, three months, four months, five months, six months, people get tired. They will not wear the mask the way you tell them to wear it. Like some people are still not wearing the mask the way I'm telling them to wear it. (laughs) They're just true. And I was like, "Ah, are you guys not aware that you're supposed to be observing some protocols? See, you may get away with it in natural things, but not spiritual things. Protocols don't save us. I hope you know God is your healer. He's not the master you're wearing that is your healer. Protocols don't save us. But it is God that saves us. But the God that saves us, and I'm not talking about covid-19 protocols now gives us protocols that's why they're important so the god that was going to help joshua take the children of israel into their inheritance told him put my word in your mouth you, you can confess from now till forever if god is not for you you're not going to prosper so it's not the confession per se that gives you success i mean some people are confessing nothing is happening Because they don't know God. But the God that will give you success said, confess my word. That's why we confess the word in this church. Fasting and prayer will not give you victory on its own. But the God that gives us victory, say my God gives me victory. Told us to fast and pray. That's where the protocols come in. I want to admonish everyone under the sound of my voice. Don't get wary of protocols. And while this global pandemic is on, and I know we don't have an outbreak in Nigeria, and we are grateful to God for that. We are thankful to God for that. But while the global pandemic is on, please, I counsel you and admonish you as your pastor. Observe these safety protocols. You may catch yourself sleeping from time to time, but wake up and just do them while the until you hear one day in the news, hey, like they announced early this year, the world has now gotten rid of polio through vaccinations. After decades of vaccinating people, now until that day, you protect yourself from the virus of polio. Until they announce we have now gotten the vaccine and it's now safe, continue observing the protocols. Am I making sense to somebody? Now, my main message is spiritual. These protocols I'm teaching you, observe them. If you want to succeed on this side of eternity, glory be to God. Go with me to Job chapter 1. Let me quickly get into my message with the little time I have left with us. Verses 1 to 3. There was a man, please put it up on the board for us, in the land of Oz, whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. In other words, Job knew God. Job had a relationship with God. Job knew God. Verse 2, look at what they told us. And seven sons were born to him, and three daughters. Verse 3. So he was fruitful in his family, ten children. Even in Bible days, that was good. <laughs> Also, his possessions were seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels. They told us what he had. He had wealth: five hundred female donkeys, every large, a very large household. And this man was the greatest of the people in the east. Social standing: the wealthiest man in that part of the world. They told us that. Jump down to verse eight watch what we've been talking about this morning. Verses 8 to 11. Glory be to God. Satan, the Bible says Satan came, the angels and sons of God came before God. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? God was the one that said, talking about Job. Now, watch what God did not say compared to what he said. Notice that God didn't say he has 7,000 oxen. He has 10 children. He has a very large household. No! No! That's not how God sees success. No. What did God say? What they told us in verse 1. There is no one like him on the earth. He is blameless. He is upright. He is one who fears God and shuns evil. What God used to boast about Job was the relationship Job had with God. That is how God sees success. Not the number of children you have. Nothing wrong with having children. Not the number of houses you have. I told you, I, me- I mentioned five different metrics towards the other time. That's not the way to measure real success, even though it was listed. In fact, many of you, when you, didn't, when you read verse 1, you didn't think of this man as a successful man. Don't move too much. I'm talking about you. Many of us are gingered about the life of Job when we read verse 2. God was gingered when, when he talks about verse 1. Now watch the devil and watch what he did not say. And you can now begin to align whether your view of success is aligned to God or to align to Satan. That's nice. So Satan answered. Does Job fear God for nothing? Watch the next verse. Look how Satan look at the thing Satan was focusing on. Have you not made your head around him and his household? And all around the, uh, and, and around all that he has on every side, Satan focused on what he had. Have you not blessed the work of his hands? was focusing on his business and his career. Have you not um, caused his possessions to increase? Satan was focused on the verse 2 of Job's life. God was focused on the verse 1. And that's a big part of what we are teaching in this message. I want to borrow something that Apostle Paul did in scriptures to teach further on what we've been talking about. Um, if you are familiar with the early church, when they started spreading the gospel to the Gentiles, the non-Jews, one major controversy in those days was the issue of circumcision or no circumcision. And the problem arose when people that had Jewish background that became Christians started telling the non-Jewish people, the Gentiles, that it's not enough for you to get born again. After you have gotten born again, we must circumcise you in the flesh as well. And it was a very big controversy. It's like the one we have today. Some people say we should tithe. Some people say we should not tithe. Big controversy. So Apostle Paul addressed it in his epistles. 1 Corinthians seven nineteen. I want to show you three major things he said. Circumcision is nothing. And uncircumcision is nothing. In other words, the index you are trying to determine who is a Christian. You have it all wrong. You are off base. Just like I'm saying, the index many people try to determine who is successful and who is prosperous, it's off base. Many people are like Satan. It's about the house he has. It's about the business he's doing. It's about the children he has. You are off base. Or, you are thinking like the devil. Paul said, circumcision is nothing. Uncircumcision is nothing. But, Keeping the commandments of God is what matters. That's how we know the true believer. If you like, circumcise yourself ten times in your body. That's not what we are going to check. Hallelujah. With God, if you like, have billions of dollars in your account. Or pay billions of dollars in tithe. Do that one. Do that one. (laughs) Even in this church. But that's not what God is looking at. Do you fear me? Do you know me? That's what moves God. Praise God. Galatians 5.6, six. Paul still addressing the circumcision issue. For in Christ Jesus, the same thing: neither circumcision nor uncircumcision or, or avails anything, but you use another thing here: faith walking through love. Somebody say faith walking through love. God told me something about that. You see, he said, you see that walking there, walking. Say, some people have faith, but the faith is not walking. Just like I said, some people have cars, but the car is not walking. Faith walking through love, in a time like this, where there's global pandemic, you need your faith to walk. It's not enough to have faith; It must walk. And the way it works, it works through love. So it's not about your circumcision or not circumcision. Galatians 6:15: "For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. So how do we know the people that are in Christ? Walking in grace, established in grace and truth, because that was the issue there. Some people were making it about circumcision. He said, No, it's about keeping the commandments. When we check your life, does it match up with walking in the word of God? The commandment of love, which is the commandment of the New Testament. It's one commandment, but it has one thousand subtexts. Keeping the commandments is what matters, faith walking through love is what matters. Being a new creation or living like a new creation, we're going to talk about that a lot next month, is what matters. Not circumcision or circumcision. I, I use that manner of thinking in this teaching. I'm saying it's not the wealth you have that matters when we are talking about success. Whether you have money or you don't have money is not the issue. Oh my, do you know God? Do you know God? It's not the number of children you have. Now, to, to be clear, see, Paul was on the no circumcision camp. Look at what he said in Galatians chapter 5. See, he, he told them it's not whether you are circumcised or but his camp was no, no circumcision. Just like today, some people like you, ah, if you pay tithe, you go to heaven, you don't pay tithe. It's not whether you pay tithe or don't pay tithe that you go to heaven. Now I'm in the camp of pay tithe. But the truth is, it's not whether you pay tithe or don't pay. That's not what makes you a Christian standing in grace. So what he said here, Galatians 5, verse 3 and 4. Look at what he said. And I testify again, this is Paul's teaching, to every man who becomes circumcised, that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you are falling from grace. So Paul was in the camp where we don't need to get circumcised, the no circumcision camp. But he understood the deeper truth. It's not circumcision that we used to know who is a Christian established in grace and truth. It is keeping the commandments of God. It is faith working by love. It is living like a new creation. Even though my camp is no circumcision. It's not tithes and offering we used to check who is going to heaven. Even though we encourage you to tithe and give offerings in this church. And it's not the money you have in the bank account we use to assess whether you're a success, or the fame you have, or the knowledge or the certification you have, or the number of children you have, or your standing in society. If you like, be the greatest man in the east or the greatest man in the world. That's not the standing. You may get confused. You see, sometimes this is in the Bible. The Bible told us Job was the number one man in the east. At the end of the book, he was the number one man in the world. By the time God doubled his wealth. But that's not how we check whether it's a success. Oh, am I making sense to someone? Before you leave this place now, you are looking for money. Money that you have no business to be looking for. And I want you to have money. And I want you to have children. And I want you to be famous. And I want you to get educational qualifications. Which pastor will want that for his people? But rightly divide the word of God. Let me explain it to you another way. This is talking about roots versus fruits. Let's use the metaphor of a tree. The roots of the tree compared to the fruits, the flowers, the branches. When you are thinking success and prosperity, don't get carried away by the fruits and the flowers and the branches and the leaves. They are there today. They may not be there tomorrow. God told Satan, we are going to touch him. But don't touch his life. Took away the fame. Took away the wealth. Took away the family. Took away everything. But God knew, I know this man. He's rooted in me. And at the end of the day, God brought everything back. It's about understanding the blessing. Singular. As against blessings. The money is blessings. The children are blessings. The Bible calls them a gift from the Lord, a blessing from the Lord. The houses are blessings. They are not the cocoa of the matter. And if you don't understand cocoa, I mean the core of the matter for our international audience. That's, that, that's the main thing. So we go for the roots. Our protocols derive from the roots. So, number one protocol I shared with you: no God, no God. That—that's if you want to succeed. Who wants to succeed here? See, if you are not careful, you'll be looking for money. And some people are on that journey, roaming around the wilderness for all their life and never find the money. Now, watch the worst set of people—they find the money, and then they get depressed because what they've been looking for, for the last 20 years I found that this is not even it have you read about rich people that kill themselves after they've arrived got on drugs and took drug overdose why because they, they they were on a wrong a fool's journey oh hallelujah no god number 2 be empowered live in the blessing walk in now you need to go and apart from the few things I could give you because of time you need to learn a bit more about these things Let me quickly go. The third one I want to give you in this series. And I'm wrapping it up today. The the third protocol you should observe in your quest for success and prosperity is know yourself. Just put it up on the wall for me. Know yourself. Know your environment. And know your business. Know yourself. Know your environment. Know your business. I'm, I'm going to break it down a bit for you. Success or prosperity is contextual. I'll say that again. Success is contextual. When we are talking about success, we are talking in context. Pastor, what do you mean? There are reference points to success. We are referring to something when we say someone is successful. Proverbs 22, verse 29. Stay with me. I have just a few more minutes with you. Do you see a man who excels in his work? King James says, who is diligent in his business. He will stand before kings, he will succeed. He will not stand before men. So we are referencing his work. And depending on how he handles his work, his business, know your business. That's how we can assess whether he's a success or not. If he's diligent in his work or if he's excelling in his work, then he's a successful man. If he's sloppy in his business and he's not excelling in his work, he's not successful. Success is contextual, it's in context. And let me give you three major indices. And there are many more you can find out as you go on. But because of time, just three things. Your chosen field. Know your business. Know your business. If you're a singer, sing well. If you're a preacher, preach well. If you're a father, father well. If you're a mother, mother well. If you're a child, child well. That's how we know whether you're a success. Know your business your field, your chosen field, your environment. And the main thing I want to talk about really this morning, yourself, know yourself. So we read about Abraham. Genesis 13, two. watch this. And Abraham was very rich in livestock and in silver and gold. We know where Abraham's money came from. Yes, God blessed him. But Abraham was not doing IT business. Hello? He couldn't have done IT business in the generation he lived in. It wasn't existence. He was in husbandry farming. Even the politicians that steal money, you know, they say they don't know where their money came from. We know where their money came from, it came from the National Treasure. (laughs) It's just that that's not the kind of success we want to emulate. So there's nothing like we don't know where his money came from. Even the Yahoo boy, 419, we know where his money came from. He's stealing people's money online. (laughs) It's contextual. They told us where Abraham's wealth came from. It wasn't the emphasis. The emphasis was the blessing God put on his life. But it's worthy of notes. Genesis 26, they told us where Isaac's wealth came from. When God restored Isaac. Isaac sold in the land. Isaac was farming. And I'm telling you, if you sat down with Abraham, he would tell you some things about animal husbandry that you couldn't hear from anywhere else. If you sat down with Isaac, he would tell you something about farming, particularly in a time of farming. Farming, M I N G, in a time of farming, F A M I N E. That God revealed and taught him. They knew their business. Not only was he a farmer, he's like his father He was also a husbandry man Isaac sold in the land, he in the same year A hundredfold, the Lord blessed him The man began to prosper And continue prospering And became very prosperous For he had possessions of flocks You read further down You find that Isaac was digging wells as well Wells of water, not oil wells There was no water You Understand that those were desert areas Anybody that had control of the water Was obviously successful and he knew how to dig wells better than anybody else, probably because of the blessing of God at work on his life, that the other people would never dig. They couldn't dig their own wells. They would come and fight Isaac for his own well. Isaac will leave it for them. Take care, we dig another one. Gonna, you take that one. After a while, they got tired of chasing him. And they came to him and said, look, make a covenant with us. This thing that God is teaching you, show us. Know your business. That's what you should be pursuing. Let's look at some profiles in success to drive my point home. Put up my names for me. Please watch this very carefully. Watch this. Um, I believe many of us know these people. Cristiano Ronaldo. Lionel Messi. Do you know their business? Huh? They're footballers. When we say Ronaldo, we are not talking dancing or music. When we say Michael Jackson, we are talking music. Uh, michael jordan tiger woods sports same sports but watch there are sports too well michael jordan cannot play basketball (laughs) and football one year he resigned when he had conquered basketball he had won the championship he wanted to go and play golf he failed like no man's business because he's not tiger woods tiger woods cannot play basketball his area his context of success is golf so Michael Jordan went back to basketball and he won another three championships Jeff Bezos Bill Gates and let's talk local content here oh Anthony Joshua eh? he's boxing he doesn't play football you see all these people in a sense they are successful people now balance that definition of success am I right with what I've been sharing with you Jeff Bezos Bill Gates Dangote. Dan Gote's money is not from IT. Bezos and Bill Gates, their money is not IT. Now, this is where environment begins to come in. Do you know it's possible that if Dan Gote were an American, he may not be successful? Not at that level. But because he understands his Nigerian environment and other things that played and worked out for him, he could succeed in that line of business he's doing. If Bill Gates were a Nigerian, one day I read Warren Buffett said this. He said, Look, many they use the word luck. And many people that don't know God use that word. What they are referring to is the blessing. Because they understand that there's a part of success that is not a matter of my effort. He said, If I was born in Africa, I wouldn't be where I am today. Environment. It plays a role. Donald Trump and Muhammad Buhari, I like this one. Do you know if Buhari was in America, I don't think he would be the president of the United States. In the same vein, Donald Trump's style of politics, he may have caught them in America, but it won't work here in (laughs) Niger. Environment matters. Glory be to God. So you've got to understand the environment you are in. You learn. You learn. I, I need to begin to close Joshua 1 and please put it up Let me just, I want you to see oh I don't have the time if you read Joshua 1, 1 to 9 I mentioned this the first station 17 times God called Joshua Moses has died you are not the one going to lead them 17 times in 9 verses God kept using the word you 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 this book of the law shall not depart and that's not counting the york cannot depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night in verse eight. You shall have good success. You, you, you. Now, many times when you see God talking to people and I I guess because of the word itself, you you see that word a lot. So when God was talking to Abraham in Genesis two and three, you see you a lot. When God was talking to um, Abraham in Genesis 12, you see you a lot. But the point is this, you matter. In this success equation, you, you matter. You need to know yourself. Tiger Woods found out from a very early age. I have a gift for golf. To all those athletes, it's not at 50 you start finding out that you can play football. It's too late. Too late. May God help you to discover yourself early. That depends on the line of success you are going. Now, when it comes to things like politics or business, they say sometimes it's not good to start too early. So people like Bwari, it's later in life that they really got into leadership and politics and all that. There are certain industries. Know your environment. Know your business. For sports, it's good to discover your abilities early. Certain other fields. In fact, they say that if you discover too early, after a while, you will get tired of the protocols. You are no longer hungry. You feel I've achieved everything. So they say, if some certain fields, don't start well, Don't start well. But imagine if Michael Jordan was trying to do politics in America. Because he's lost, he doesn't know himself. Or Tiger Woods was trying to do um, basketball. Ah, I'm athletic now. Am I making sense to somebody here? So let me close. Watch these three things. In knowing yourself... Discover and understand who you are in Christ. I'm going to talk to you a lot about that next month. We're talking about the new creation. That's where knowing yourself starts. For the believer particularly, know who you are in Christ. Number two, find and focus on your calling. Find your calling. If you're a golfer, face golf. And apply this in a spiritual context. If you're a basketball person, face basketball. If your own area is business, face business. If your area is politics, face your politics at the relevant time. Find your calling. Focus on your calling, your assignments, your purpose, your gifts. They said one day, Michael Jackson is the most gifted entertainer. Somebody said, are you sure? Something psychologists call survivors by, by us. He said, are you sure? How do you know that there are no people that got gifted 10 times better than Michael Jackson? But instead of going into entertainment, they wanted to be accountants because they didn't know themselves. The talent in them, the blessing in them, the grace in them, the gift in them was 10 times better than Tiger Woods' own. But instead of going to play golf, they to play basketball, he didn't know himself. And there are people like that lost and can not make success of life. Be committed, number three, to making a positive impact in your environment. Mark 16. Because I need to close, I will just give you the text. Please read it very well when you get home. Verses 24 to 27. Jesus asked them this question. He used, them, he used himself as an example. Is anyone, follow my example. Take up your cross and follow me. Jesus knew himself from 12... It wasn't 50 that Jesus knew that what God sent him here to do. He needed to start early. Not everybody needs to start early again. But I believe spiritually, the earlier you start, the better. From 12. And he focused on it. He said, everybody, take up your cross and follow me in that text. Then he said, he asked this question. What does it profit a man to gain the entire world and lose his soul? One application of that truth is getting born again and knowing God. It's an application. But another application is discovering yourself. Do you know who a lost soul is? Soul is mind, will, and emotions. Someone that doesn't know himself. He's a tiger wudzu, but he's trying to live like a Muhammadu Buhari. In Luke chapter 12, read these two stories together. Luke chapter 12 from verse 13 to 21. I, I wanted to go line on line with you, but I don't have that time this morning told us about the rich fool, the parable of the rich fool. One guy came and said, Jesus, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. Jesus said, Am I, that's not my job. And he told them, your man's worth is not about what he has or what he doesn't have. Stop getting carried away with the fruits, the branches, the leaves, and the flowers. Then he told them this parable. This man, is, his ground brought forth abundantly. I, I think that guy was a believer. And i think in 2020 god blessed him unusually but he didn't know himself and he didn't focus on his purpose and his focus wasn't making impact he didn't understand what prosperity was so he said i'm going to build a bigger band in 2021 i mean by august or i mean september when september he had hammered god had given him a great year no mention of god i will build a bigger band I will tell myself, relax at ease, enjoy your life. God said, You're a fool. This night your soul will be demanded of you. Then all these things you are focusing on, who will it be for? Find your purpose, focus on your purpose. That that man wasn't doing that. Focus on impacting your world. If you're a member of this church, focus on impacting us in this church. In your community where you live, focus on impacting. That's success. Not how much money you made the year, in the year. Hallelujah. Let me give you three more things about knowing yourself. Praise God. Know your temperament. Many people are struggling with life, they are introverts, but they are trying to live like introverts. They are melancholies, trying to live like sanguines. They don't know themselves. Everybody cannot be like anybody else. Know your temperament, spirit-controlled. Know your preferences in life, what you like, what you don't like. Live for yourself. Don't live to be like Pastor T or Dr. K or Kenneth Copeland. No, God made you an original. Your focus should be discovering yourself. Don't be like anybody else. You can't successfully be like anybody else. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Know your strengths. Know your weaknesses. You don't have strengths in everything. See, this focusing on, your, on, your, on what you need to focus on. Don't worry about what you can't do. They ask the Chinese head coach. They usually win all the ping pong tournaments, table tennis. I said, why do you people win? I said, we, we, when we get an athlete, we find out his strength and we focus on his strength. Ah, you guys, this guy, is serve is strong. They sharpen the way he can serve. This one, is return is strong. They sharpen the way he can return. This one, is spin is strong. They sharpen the way he can spin the ball. So that's what they do. So they don't worry about what they are not so strong in. <laughs> know yourself. Number three, leave your values leave your beliefs leave your ideals and leave your standard don't because of the corruption around you you now lower your standard i'll close with this verse Joshua 24 verse 15 Joshua told the people after trying to lead them to the land said if it seems good for you to serve the lord choose for yourself this day whom you will serve whether it is the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. This was a very prophetic statement. It turned out to be very prophetic for the children of Israel. But as for me and my house, come what may we will serve the Lord. COVID or no COVID, shut down or no shutdown, there will not be a th- this is our value, this is our standard. Told them that. The person God told them to lead them into success. Study the children of Israel. Do you know what ruined them at the end of the day? Even the ones that made it to the promised land, they're still serving other gods. God will punish them. Ah, God, have mercy on them. They'll serve God for a few seasons. They will now drop the protocols. When God starts prospering them again, they start serving other gods. That was their ruin. Never determine their values or their standards in life and live by it. Praise God. So I've been redefining success for you. This is the definition for today. Who is a successful person? A successful person. It's not about the money you have or the children you have or the job you have. Who is a successful person? A successful person is on a journey. A journey of personal and other relevant discoveries towards living their purpose and potential. Put it on the board for me. And he is making or she is making notable and satisfactory progress along the way. Success is a journey. Success is a journey. Let me tell you who's going to succeed this week. Not the person that made $1 million. No. It's that person that found out that, wow, I'm Tiger Woods. I'm gifted in playing golf. And it's, you know when Tiger Woods started prospering? It wasn't when he won the first major. Michael Jordan did not start prospering when he won the first basketball competition. It was when they discovered, wow, I have this gift too. I can play basketball better than every other person in my class. And he was on that journey. Journey. We didn't hear of him for 10 years, for 15 years. A successful person is on a journey of personal, knows himself, and all that relevant discoveries. Knows his business, knows his environment. He's learning every day. He's learning this week, learning this month. That's success. And he's making discoveries. Six months of lockdown, he has learned some things about himself that he didn't know in March. He has learned some things about his business that he didn't know. He can now sing better. He can now preach better. He can now lead better. He's on a journey. That's how to measure success. I told you last week, a successful person lives and walks in the blessing of God. That's how we measure success. Are you empowered? And two weeks ago, rise on your feet as we close this morning. A successful person knows God and he lives in the light of the knowledge of God regardless of what he or she has. Kalabosa kanda barakada. Did you learn something this morning? Leave those saints and give God praise. As we close this morning, kena payala brokodo. Redefine how you are pursuing success and prosperity. Redefine it. Be about finding out who you are. Ha. Know yourself. Help me tell your neighbor, know yourself. Know yourself. Those of you at home, make a commitment. Know yourself. Know yourself. And those six keys I gave you that will help you in that journey of personal discovery. Start learning how to leave them. I wish I had more time. Come on, leave those centers and bless God this morning. Amen. bosa. Know yourself, Lord. Reveal me to me. The Bible says Romans eleven twenty nine. Please put it up on the board for us. The gifts and the calling of God—they are irrevocable. Romans eleven twenty nine. Come on, pray. Talk to God this morning. Focus on your calling focus on your assignment focus on your giftings the gifts and the calling of God they are irrevocable this is your pathway to success discover yourself discover as you pray as you go about your day to day also (laughs) this is the protocol to follow what is it about me that I'm learning what are my preferences how did God make me how did God wire me don't try to live like somebody else discover yourself Michael Jordan will be a lousy golf player, discover yourself Tiger Woods will be a lousy footballer, discover yourself Lionel Messi will be a lousy politician, discover yourself look at your neighbor for me, don't hold hands just do it Bluetooth style find a neighbor very quickly find a neighbor, just for a minute or two Find a neighbor. Just one neighbor, please. But for those of you that are sitting together in close as a family, you can look around. Just look at that neighbor. Third John 2. He said, I pray. I want you to pray for that neighbor in the next one or two minutes. I pray, above all else, that you will prosper in all things, just as your soul prospers. Pray for that neighbor. Pray for that neighbor. I pray. I pray. And we are talking prosperity the way we have described it. I pray that you will discover yourself. You will discover yourself more and more. You will know your environment better. I pray for you that you will know your business better. You will know your business better. If you're a golfer, you will play that golf better. If you're a basketball player, you play that basketball better. If you're an accountant, you will do that accounting better. I pray for you. I pray for you that you will be empowered. You will live and walk in the blessing. I pray for you that you will know God more than you've ever known Him before. I pray for you, those of you watching us by live stream, you will know God this season more than you've ever known Him before. I pray that you'll be in good health. I pray. I pray you'll be in good health, healed by the stripes of Jesus. Keep praying, keep praying for that neighbor And if you are with us this morning Whether on site or you are watching online You've not made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior yet Even while you are praying for your neighbor For those of you here Just raise your hand high Lord Jesus I want to know you 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 Raise your hand high I want to know you Lord Jesus I want to know you That's what true success is. That's what lasting success is. I want to know you. I want to know you. In Jesus' name. Anyone that wants to make the Lord Jesus their personal Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge that you came and you died for me. And today I receive you. It's my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' mighty name. If you pray that prayer with us, please, we want you to send us, just fill this electronic form for us, whether you're on site or online, bit.ly forward slash e-service guests. Guest with an S. Let us know you got born again. You can send us an SMS, 0810-000650. We'd we'll love to get in touch with you.